0: Oh, my intelligent people my name is Don Bingham and welcome back to the big money podcast where every episode I do my best to motivate and convince you to be intelligent with your finances so happy you guys came back and I have a really fun episode prepared for you today and um, I'm actually going to be talking about step three in my um, four or five step plan on how to build wealth from nothing and as you guys know my first step was trading stocks in the stock market. And my second step was ATMs, automated teller machines. and now my third step is real estate investing. And I choose real estate investing as my third step because it does take a little more um, capital to get into, but is ext- it's still extremely accessible to anybody. So especially with the like getting a mortgage and doing a couple other things, it makes it very mar- more attainable than it might feel like. So you could go and get yourself a $500,000 house, but only spend 50000 on the down payment. And then using cash flow strategy, never actually spend more. So you could really get into a pretty good investment with as little as $50,000, which is why real estate investing is really cool. It's just a place, instead of you putting your money in a savings account where it's going to earn you anywhere from 0.1% to 1% or 2% ROI, You can put it in an asset like a house or an apartment complex and you can make a lot more monthly on your money and a lot more return, up to 100% return a year and more depending on how good your investment is. But this is just a key concept, a core feature of financial intelligence because it's just a smarter place to put your money than a bank account because it's actually making you money. It's the whole definition of financial intelligence, making your money work for you on the side without you doing anything. So, I guess I'll get right into a couple examples just to really get you guys' interest. But my first example here is a house I actually found in Memphis, Tennessee, which is a great place. That actually brings me to my point of there being a couple different kinds of real estate investing. There's commercial real estate investing, residential real estate investing, and then in those two, there's buying for appreciation and buying for cash flow. And there's a bunch more, but this is just the the basics and buying for appreciation what that means is you're buying something and then waiting for it to grow in value and that's how you plan on making your money out of that asset. So if you're buying houses on the coast typically like um Southern California or um New York anywhere on the East Coast, you're typically buying for appreciation because the prices are usually so high that you can't actually get a mortgage that will be significantly lower than your rent that you're charging would be. So uh Anyway, uh, commercial and residential, that's pretty self-explanatory. Commercial is for businesses, like you're buying a little shopping center where a Jersey Mike's and an Albertsons and Starbucks will all be, and they'll be the ones paying you rent. And then residential would be more like buying a house or an apartment complex where people are um, paying you rent to live somewhere. But anyway, I'll get back into my example that I referred to because that's the most fun part so this house i found in memphis tennessee and that's the middle of the country so that's going to be a cash flow area as opposed to an appreciation area cash flow meaning it will just make you money every month because the mortgage is lower than the rent that you can charge so i just took me five minutes i found this house on zillow it's um a two hundred seventy-five thousand dollar house four bedroom four bath 3600 square feet and so i popped that information into a mortgage calculator and after a fifty thousand dollar down payment your mortgage is going to be about one thousand four hundred and fifty one dollars a month so then i went and found another house same area same zip code four bedroom four bath thirty one hundred square feet so actually a little bit less square footage than the other house and they're charging right now thirty one hundred dollars a month in rent so if you just think about that logically you are paying fourteen hundred fifty one dollars a month in mortgage payment Then another, around $200 a month in property taxes. So $3,100, which is your rent paid, minus your mortgage payment, minus your property taxes, brings you to about $1,450 in excess every month. So you put your $50,000 into this asset as opposed to a bank account, and you're making $19,788 a year off of this asset, which if you're thinking about it like a job, which this in one one house is not a job, this is not a good job. But if you're thinking about it as a means of saving, as opposed to just putting that money in a bank account and forgetting about it, this is much more intelligent because you're making 40% ROI plus per year off of this money. So your $50,000 in five years is going to be a little less than $100,000, as opposed to if you put in a bank account and be about fifty three fifty four thousand dollars by that point so this is just a much more intelligent means of saving money and of course it can replace a job if you were to get more properties if you got ten properties and they all had the same stipulations as this property that's hundred ninety seven thousand eight hundred dollars a year which is a good job so it all depends where you're where you're looking at but this is a this is another example that I have and it's actually a multi-unit apartment complex forty units in Las Vegas that I found and it's listed right now for about four million seven hundred fifty thousand dollars which sounds like a lot sounds like it's completely inaccessible to you but think again because you can split this with a group of other people to make it a lot less expensive and remember you're only paying the mortgage you're not paying that full price so I popped that into a mortgage calculator and after a five hundred thousand dollar down payment Your monthly mortgage payment is going to be about $24,869. So, if I um it said they had a 97% occupancy rate at this apartment complex. That means about 39 out of the 40 units are going to be full at any given time. So, I researched what typical Apartment prices are in that zip code for that square footage apartment of that same quality and they're about $1,270 a month average per apartment. So if you have 39 out of 40 of those apartments full then you're gonna be making about 49,600 a month in that rent paid to you and then minus your mortgage payment from that, which is two twenty four thousand eight hundred sixty nine dollars minus your property taxes, which will be in the ballpark of 3400 a month. That leaves you with about $22,531 extra a month in your pocket. So this leaves you, or this, um, you're now making $270,372 extra per year off of that complete profit. That's 62% ROI in your first three years and 440% ROI after 10 years. And keep in mind, after that initial $500,000 is paid back, all profit. You're making profit from that point on. So instead of putting that $500,000, or if you split it with four other people, that $100,000 into a bank account where you're making the 006 to 1% ROI, put it in an asset like this. Where you can be making 440% ROI. It just makes so much more sense. And splitting this with four other people for that $100,000 investment, that's still going to net you an extra $4,500 a month or $54,074 every year off of full profit. All you have to do is manage those rent payments. Or you can either hire someone or give someone free rent to do that part for you so if that's still too inaccessible for you and you you still don't think you're ever going to be able to get that fifty thousand dollars together or that hundred thousand dollars together even that five hundred thousand dollars together then you can think about other types of real estate investing because there are more um, accessible vehicles of real estate investment one of these is actually investing in trailer parks and as much as it as terrible as it sounds it's actually a pretty good business to be in because the properties are actually so cheap you could buy an entire property not the down payment for fifty thousand dollars you can fix it up and you can sell for sixty thousand or you can rent it out and then make your money back reasonably quickly so um that's that's personally not something i i want to get into but if you um really want to get into real estate investing and you really just don't have that capital yet that is something that you can think about and i know some people that are making a lot of money in that and there are some classes that you can take that focus actually specifically on trailer park real estate investing so (laughs) anyway i'll move on to commercial commercial is really fun but you're definitely gonna need a lot of capital for it it's gonna cost you a lot of money but you'll make a lot of money from it as well so commercial is exactly what it sounds like it's like going down to the near shopping center where your vons is It's like owning that property, that whole complex of buildings with the Vons and the pizza place and the Mexican food place and the Starbucks and all of that stuff. And then you actually have businesses paying you rent, and businesses are never going to be late on their rent. They're never going to have trouble affording their rent. So it's a really really good way to get into investing, but it costs a lot of money to get into, like I said. It'll pay back, but it'll cost a lot. And I I recommend starting with residential, and then you can just kind of learn the industry as well. But then moving on. But like when you when you do get really into commercial, just think about how much money you can make. You could the malls. That's real estate. That's commercial real estate investing. That's a hundred different businesses all paying you two to four to five to ten thousand a month in rent, and then you're making significant money. But you can't just jump straight to that. So. So I know I've made it sound really easy. I got I have a habit of making everything sound really easy, but there is due diligence you need to do. You can't just go buy any house and expect this to work a hundred percent of the time because that is not how it works. There's a there's I'll give you a little bit of a checklist of things that you need to you should look at before you go into buying a property, whether it's for appreciation or for you to even live in or for cash flow. But you should um. Look at the neighborhood. You should see if it's mostly residential or multi-units, retail of any kind. You should do. You should go on Google Maps, actually, and just do a virtual um, walk down the street, and you can kind of just see if it's a good neighborhood. You can look at the cars. You can look at anything on the street that can kind of tell you if it's a wealthier place or a less wealthy place. You can look to where it's nearest. You can see... Um, whether it's in an industrial neighborhood, there's a railroad or a major street nearby, or if there's a good elementary school in the area, good shopping, name of the local grocery store will actually help you. If you see it's a Vons or an Albertsons, you can know that it's in a slightly better area than if it's, say, like a grocery outlet or even a Stater Bros. So, um, So some other things you're going to want to look at are kind of like I talked about in my last example, actually are um, the houses sold in the area nearby, like all around the property that you're looking at. You can actually look at the square footage of those houses, the size, the lot sizes of those houses, the price per square foot of those houses, and you can compare and see if you're getting a good deal on the house that you're buying. And you can look at websites like Zillow, Realtor.com, or Trulia.com. They will all um, help you with finding this information. And then you're also going to want to, if if you're you're going to want to decide whether you're trying to flip this property, hold it for appreciation, or um, use it as a rental property. And if you are using it as a rental property, you can go to rentometer.com, rent-o-meter.com, and that will actually help you figure out if it's a good property that you could buy for a rental property. And then if you're looking at a flip, you can actually use this pretty simple property equation to decide whether it's a good idea do the arv minus all loans which is like the purchase price plus repair costs minus the interest you're paying on those loans minus the closing costs and then that's actually going to equal your profit and the arv by the way is the price of the house that you're buying it at but um, those are the key things you're going to want to look at. But there, there is a lot more. If I were you, I would just, just like in any other industry, find a mentor. Find someone who's done it before that can maybe help you on your first property. Anyway, though, so those are the basics to real estate investing. I hope that was enough to actually get you interested in it. That's what I'm really trying to do with this podcast. Don't think about it as a class because I'm not going to be going into any extreme details or exact how-to of how to really do anything because I don't want that this podcast to be that. I want this to just be something that sparks your interest in it and causes you to go actually learn about it on your own because all of the things I talk about, they're not things that you can just do what I tell you to do and make a lot of money. You can do what I tell you to do and then go and learn about what I'm telling you about and then make a lot of money. But that's what this podcast is really about. I'm just trying to motivate you to actually think about this stuff on your own because that's all it takes if you just think about it if you get really interested in any of the things i'm talking about stocks atms real estate investing i'm going to be talking about franchising in my next episode they're all things that aren't difficult you don't need a college degree even you sometimes don't even need a high school degree to do it just takes a little bit of time and the motivation and i'm trying to give you that motivation so as always, if you have any questions or if you want to see this actual due diligence checklist that I have, plus my um, my PowerPoint slide on this, then just reach out to me on my Facebook. The link's on my Podbean. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you got something out of it. Maybe you learned something about real estate investing you didn't already know, or maybe you just learned that you want to learn more about real estate investing. That's, that's all I need. So... Um, Thanks for listening. Tune back in next time. I talk about franchising. Franchising is really, really, really fun. It can make you a whole lot of money. And um, thank you, as always.